0: Perfect.
1: Yes, hello everyone. How's it going? What's the crack? My name is Michael, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the McLaugh Podcast. Uh, and finally, thank God, it's been a long wait. I have uh, I have my roadcaster back. I'm back in England. I'm back over for for uni. And uh, yeah, so that that means, unfortunately, the return of the squeaky background chair. But uh, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, this is uh, it's the first time using the roadcaster since I've got back, and it's for the best sports atmospheres, best sporting chance. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty good list. Uh, I put up on the Instagram uh, just a couple of days ago asking what people think should be included, what they wanted to hear, what they what was their favorite sports chance, or what was their favorite, uh, you know, what, what were where do you get the best atmosphere at sports? And there were quite a few suggestions coming, so thanks for that. And then I've added in a couple that I um I think deserve a mention. So yes, if you want to get involved, if you want to add in these suggestions and stuff at the McLaughlin podcast on Instagram, that is where you'll find us. Now I've tried to do this the best way possible so that I've made it easy for myself. Um not that, that ever works. But um, I've compiled, I've compiled the ones that I'm gonna use into a a YouTube playlist here, and we'll go through them. We've got, as I said, we've got about twelve or thirteen of them. Some there's some basic ones that like I'm just not going to include because they're so generic and they're, like they're heard everywhere now. So so the likes of, you know, ole 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 ole. I mean, you could hear it just about anywhere you wanted. So. It would be hard to pick one example of when it was brilliant, um, the same for Liverpool's. Well, I said Liverpool's because they were the first to think to do it, or the first that I know of was the. And now, I've, now that I've said Ole, I can't think of the tune for Ale, like Ale, Ale Ale Ale. Yeah, that one. Um, I was going to start saying Ole Ole Ole, not the case. But you know what I mean. There's that many teams now sing that song that. Uh, I just thought I'd leave it out, but fear not, Liverpool fans. I haven't completely blacklisted you from this one, there is there is a Liverpool chant in here, but we'll start off, we'll go to a song, or a tune, or a chant, however you want to call it, that has been on the podcast before, all the way back in episode 2, when I did the best sports theme songs, now, that was probably a year and a half ago, I think, bloody hell have I been doing that this long? Yeah, it would have been July around July 2020 time. July or August. Um and of course, I mean we're not even at episode 48, so it shows how unproductive I've been in some spells. But listen. All the way back to the second episode, and I included this, and this is from the darts. I'm aware it gets a bit repetitive, obviously, that's the nature of the song, but you want to see the video for that, the one that I was just watching, like the one that's playing that, the crowd's going absolutely mental, Um, I would love to go to the darts, I'm jealous, my friends, my friends back home were going to the darts, sometime at the end of this month, Um, watched the opening night of the Premier League last night, I did however go to bed before the final, because I was just knackered, so I don't actually know who won last night's mini competition or last night's. First attempt at the new format of the Premier League. Um, I must actually check that out. Um, But yeah, a a nice, simple, standard one uh, to begin with. Everybody knows the darts. Everybody loves the darts, anthems and songs. Um, And as I said, the atmosphere in the building looks absolutely unbelievable. I'll move on. What'll I move on to? See... If I'd have saved them in order, it would have made this so much easier, but now I'm just gonna wing it. Um yeah, I'll move on to probably one of the more vanilla ones. Um I nearly made a rhyme there and I didn't mean to at all. Um <laughs> I love talking to myself, it's brilliant. Um This is the Aston Villa songs. Yeah, that is the Aston Villa song. What I tried to say there before I had play was this is one of the more vanilla ones. It's from the Aston Villa fans, and this is uh, it's only it's only just come out recently. This video was posted on the thirteenth of January. Um, it's singing "Wake me up before you go go." Who needs Grealish when you've got Coutinho? So clearly not a sour bunch, you know that Jack Grealish left them or anything, but. Uh, Yeah, it's quite a catchy one, especially, see whenever you you get a song, a good catchy song, and and you mix it around for for football purposes, sporting purposes, it becomes extremely catchy, extremely quick. And that's exactly what Arsenal did, now I'm aware I'm racing through these, but uh, this just links up well. Uh, This is what Arsenal did with Rockin' All Over The World. Smith rule. Yeah, that one uh that one was in my head for a long time. Attend- no, that's an advert, we're not playing that, thank you. Um the first time I heard that, it just that song rocking All Over the World, gotta repeat, and then ever since I just haven't sung the right lyrics to the song simply because it's a really addictive tune. Um Arsenal, I mean what what else have they got going for them really as a club other than that song? And I'm sorry if you're an Arsenal fan listening, but think about it. I mean, the man who was your captain, probably a couple of months ago, is now playing for a different club. Granted, as a United fan, I wouldn't mind seeing Harry Maguire play for a different club. But that's neither here nor there. The uh, two of Arsenal's young talents have have got themselves a song. And if uh, if either of them leave, then... The Emirates atmosphere is dead for the foreseeable. Um, They, ha- they have, obviously, the uh, the old school... Um, What do you think of Tottenham? Shit. What do you think is shit, Tottenham? Now, that's good. And saying it out loud, it definitely should have been in here. However, I forgot. Okay? Please forgive me. Another new song. And one that is also extremely catchy. Most of these are extremely catchy. That's why they're on the list. Um is is this from the Celtic fans and it's I know I know it <laughs> I nearly said the, I know it because that's what I'm going to say I know it as the Numa Numa or the Numa song however you pronounce it like Numa Numa but it obviously has a proper name Dragonstone something something that I never bothered to research because why would i <laughs> this is the Celtic song for their new signet Jota Easy, just to join in, and you get the gist. The "Numa Numa" away for for ages. I'll actually just let that play in the background for a bit. Um, for a while, it took me ages, ages to figure out what the lyrics were. And if anyone who knows me personally knows. I don't know song lyrics, so I just make things up. <laughs> and I will admit, I had no idea Celtic signed somebody called Jota. Um, Whenever I first heard, uh, have you heard the new Jota song? Um, I immediately dismissed it because the only Jota that I knew previously was the one that plays for Liverpool and in my stubbornness I had no interest. But you have to admit that's a good one. Even if it was, if it was named after the, what do you call it, the Liverpool one, you'd still sing it. It's just that numa numa gets in your head like and. I apologise if in the, in the coming days that you have any of these stuck in your head but uh, welcome to my world because I've been singing them all and chanting them all with the wrong lyrics for a very long time Um, so I was dissing the Liverpool fans there or Liverpool team in general just because it's because of what I like to do but uh, here is uh, here's one from from your former captain and Liverpool legend now everybody remembers this video it probably has an advert in front of it does it it does, right, we'll just turn that down, thank you, Um. everybody remembers this video, I'd done the rounds uh, according to the bloody hell seven years ago, Um. this was when the Liverpool, I don't know whether it was a team or if it was just Gerard himself, but he was in Dubai, and uh, this, in and around the height of the yaya Yaya, Kolo, Kolo chant, this is class, definitely know the video I'm talking about by the way like there's a crowd of about maybe 15 or 20 of them they're just marching through what there's like a hotel or something and Jared Gerard is George up the front it's not Martin Skirtle that would make sense to be fair. sorry I'm just watching this video again um, but yeah Jared's leading the parade out front like and he's doing the wee bouncy bouncy side to side and uh, <laughs> yeah it's not, not long after that then did uh, everybody start Chanting or doing the song like that, and that that dance become um become famous. Well done, Gerard. You're now a choreographer. Um, would have been very cheap to say it. don't slip there, but I didn't. But I just did. So, um, this one <laughs> this one was a recommendation from it was a Pete Giffen sent this in, and also big Manson... big shout out to Pete has just as I said just started. I only recently found out he was doing comedy, and um, he's a ton of gigs coming up, so. Go and check Pete's Instagram and his Facebook and stuff and there's loads of dates for gigs. because uh, I know I would definitely be interested in going seeing one of them myself. Uh Pete sent this in. So yeah, best of luck to you, Pete. Pete sent this in. And I'd never heard this before when he when he uh, when he suggested it, I thought it was a spelling mistake. And it turns out it's actually probably the funniest one on the list. Now, this clip is only twenty one seconds long. And it's quite difficult to hear, so I'm going to play it a few times, um, as I have as I have done. I can't speak to it, my God, as I have done with these uh, these other clips. It's about David Haley, um, former Northern Ireland player, current Linfield manager, and <laughs> I honestly God never heard this world turn up with Um It's called David Haley Chant Away in a Manger, which as many people know is a Christmas hymn. So. Uh, I was wondering, how the hell is this going to work? This is class. Give us a listen. literally only listened to this for the first time, like about 20 minutes ago, and it's absolutely hilarious. he <laughs> I'll go on one more time for good luck, one more think i love it because it takes such like it's a, a another advert go away it takes such like a like a random 180 like a as i said i thought it was a spell on when Pete first handed them but um yeah david healy 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 and of course if you don't get the joke um look down where he lay it, it's the it's oh, i can't believe i haven't explained. that it's like i'm explaining the bad joke you know what i mean that's exactly what i'm doing i'm explaining the bad joke um but yeah, that one that one caught me unawares and um safe to say it will be it'll be one of the ones stuck in my head for a long time. Did anybody know that but did anybody has anyone ever heard that before? Um obviously people have, but like anyone anyone listening ever heard that because I'd genuinely never I thought it was gonna be like I don't know I don't even have an example of what I thought the David Haley song was gonna be, but there's cracker, I'm going to put it on again. Just one more, sorry. Please don't be an advert. I do not realise that if there's anyone in this flat with me, which Today I don't think there is at the minute. Um, they're probably just hearing me talking to myself. Um, Well, obviously they are, but they're now also hearing me sing to myself. I'm um, probably thinking I'm some form of bonkers. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty much, we're right, th- we're right bit through the list that I had wrote down, and we're only maybe what, 12, 15 minutes in. Oh no, 17. Also, who says 12, 15? I'm clearly losing my mind, folks. Um. Yeah, I just I have a note here that says mention Phil Jones. I can't get audio audio proof of it, but um, there's a chant that goes around that's just you're just a shit Phil Jones, shit Phil Jones and that for the person that sent it in, rightfully awarded for a player is perhaps one of the most degrading things to hear. Now I don't know what Phil Jones ever did to deserve all the flack he gets. Apart from having really funny facials whenever there's a picture taken of him, you know, mid-action. But other than that, obviously he wasn't a world-beater, a world's best defender, but he was competent, like, you know what I mean? Alex Ferguson once said that he could be United's greatest ever player. And though I'm not making that up, I'm pretty sure Alex Ferguson, like, in his last season or something along those lines, I've seen that or read that recently, said Phil Jones... Philip Jones could be Manchester United's greatest ever player. And to be fair, the fact that he's still on the pitch, or still on the panel, and he got he got a run out there recently, is, is brilliant. He was quite emotional after it, as, as you well would be, you know, having been at the club for so long, and then so many other players and centre-backs come in ahead of you for the service he gave. um, What we'll go with next. So, it, I think, sticking with David Haley, not sticking with David Haley, but, you know, using that as a, a nice segue. I have two here from the... That summer, at the Euros, when uh, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland both, both qualified. And I have two here from the uh, from the Northern Ireland fans. I have the the ever classic, Sweet Caroline. And then I'll follow it up with Will Griggs on and Let me just make sure. Yeah. This is in Leon somewhere. Uh, um, I think it's just before their match with the Ukraine. And the Yawa, the green and white army Putting on an absolute shoe The atmosphere was unbelievable that whole tournament I, as much as I would love to play the full song, I, I don't fancy having Neil Diamond on the phone um, asking for copyright money. Um, so yeah, that was that was. This was a, the next clip with the Will Griggs is from the same the same day, but that was probably this is one of the most clipped or like, uh, you know, referenced things when it comes to like Northern Irish supporters and that that summer in, in France. I mean, obviously you'd both both Irish teams qualifying. And, you know, doing it, you know, be- behaving appropriately, shall we say, while there. Um, obviously, there was videos of, um, I think it was a group of lads. And I think it was for both both our teams, actually, helping someone, like... Remember, they're all dancing over someone's QR, and then they put a dent in it, and then they're all just, like, thumping it, like Like, trying to get the, like the dent back out of the QR, and they did. And then they were singing to some woman up on the window. Bloody hell, that was unreal. Now, the fact that that's... Six years ago, I nearly said eight. In fact, that that's eight. No, six years ago, is uh is fan. Hopefully, it's not too long until we we'll see either of the two teams back in a major tournament again. Um, I mean the buzz, the buzz around home is just phenomenal. Whatever they are there, um, the chance, the songs, the crack is just always class. And I mean, obviously, this one went unbelievably viral. This is another video I'm just watching, like, it's absolute limbs, like, you've all, like, the French press and all, like, the people standing down on, like, the sideline just looking up at the crowd going, what is going on? Like, (laughs) these boys are mental. Um, put that on again. No, I clicked the wrong button, so it's clearly not going on again. Um, like, people were just amazed at at the atmosphere. I don't think they were expecting it. And these boys are absolutely, st- <laughs> they're stamin, like, you know, just to look at them. Yeah. Oh, voice crowd for the boys. Um... I just keep saying it, that summer, unbelievable, um, sweet Caroline, uh, you know, people were getting a bit angry over the Euros there, that suddenly England seemed to adopt it, they're like, no, 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 hang on, you know, that doesn't belong to do you, the only place that should be belted out is Windsor Park, or a wedding. towards the end of the night, both acceptable circumstances, but then, you know, England started playing it in Wambly, and there's 80,000 people sang it and they're like, Oh, isn't it great? You know, this is now our song. And they're like, No, 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 no. Not having it. Absolutely not. The uh the Euros, I mean, I could have probably picked something for you know atmosphere wise from that, but I didn't. Um like the open the opening night um when Italian man What's his face? Um oh my god. Does all the singing, for Italy. did it for Leicester. Was talking about him the other day. Um, Andrea Bocelli, bloody hell, sang Ness and Dorma. Um, at the opening ceremony, and there was just like eighteen thousand fireworks going off. Yeah, that was cracker. So I think we're down till our last two or three here. We've got let me see, that's done. Taking off, Melissa's go here. You know, real professional. That's done. That's done. I uh, that. That that still did it. Yeah. So have three left. Um. I've kept the Liverpool fans waiting long enough so we'll put this on. Um where would, this is the uh this was one that was sent in. This is the Tiago Alcantara song. By and it's Jamie Webster singing at that by that like just seemed to rise to fame and there's now the oh, voice God, that's an advert that's going off. Um seemed to rise to fame and like is now the man who's in charge of all Liverpool chants ever boss lad this is the Alcantara song it's only a minute and a half, we'll listen to it all tune by the way Yeah, fair play. I mean, as much as I don't like Liverpool, they do. They do seem to provide some uh, some good tunes. To that obviously, as I mentioned earlier, the "Ale Ale Ale" that you had. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Virgil Van Dyck "Dirty Old Town." That was a good one, um, but still, profusely hate them. So it's fine. Um, that that has such like a like. I think it just ties in well with the fact that Tiago is Spanish himself. Um, It has such like a Spanish vibe. I don't know the original song. I probably should. Again, don't shout at me. Horrendously unprepared. Just doing this for a bit of crack. Please don't give off. I don't know the original song. But it's got that very Spanish vibe to it. It's got... uh, it, It just sounds like a balcony with the sun setting on a cocktail. And you can hear that song playing you're like, aye, this is class crack. As I said, that by Jamie Webster just, I mean, I'm looking at it here, there's a clip. Remember whenever the, the final was in Madrid? I mean, he just did like a full-blown concert in front of like 50,000 Liverpool fans. It's I don't, <laughs> I don't know how he become like song singer elect or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know the one that the Liverpool fans look towards, but uh, he just keeps pr- providing the tunes, so to speak, and um, th- they're not bad. Um, th- This next one, the second to last one, is it's one from an emotional occasion. It was the last ever game at the bowling ground before West Ham moved to the London Stadium. And as many people know, um before West Ham games they they always sing I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles And uh now with my dad being a West Ham fan I have heard this and seen this particular video uh, four hundred and fifty thousand times. So uh I'm no stranger to it. And you know, I actually did the West Ham Stadium tour not that recent or not that long ago, um in October time and they played it there. Now that was in obviously the London stadium, but uh yeah, I can imagine if sung properly, you know, with a full crowd, as this as this next clip is, but you know, in the London Stadium, uh, when we did like the tunnel walk, tunnel walk, it uh, it would definitely pump you up. It would definitely get you excited for a game. Um, let's see, let's play this. This is from the bowl end Ground. Uh, the game was actually against Man United, so it I believe that match ended in a draw, I think. Now, no, bloody hell, YouTube. You're ruining my style here. Of what little credit I have left. Um, yeah, I think that ended in a draw. Now I wanna say two each. Although I can't exactly remember. Um I it it was against United. Um yeah, the bowling ground was class. Um you know, what it used to be called Upton Park as well, so yeah, it's one of those ones you think back to the, when you were younger watching Match of the Day, it was just where football was on it and Craven Cottage and uh, I don't know Portsmouth's Ground, what the hell do you call it again um, Fratton Park, yeah all places like that are, are, are childhood memories from, from watching it and that was a good way to send it out Um, fair result, you know obviously would have liked to to win but it's good that West Ham were able to get a point in their last match there and yeah, the the new stadium it, it did take some warming to, I know Adam SAP Adam, Adam Casey, originally called the London Stadium the Bowl with No Soul. And that made me laugh. <laughs> but having been there and haven't it's such a weird setup because obviously it used to be an Olympic stadium. Like for the London twenty twelve Olympics and it was all athletics and stuff. Um it's such a weird setup, and it's so unlike any other football ground I've ever been to because it's difficult to describe. So, like, you're so far away from the pitch, but yet you're so close. You have such a good view, regardless of where you sit, and obviously they had to they've had to adopt the stadium because there was that running track around the outside of the grass, but. The like the the pitch doesn't seem that far away, and the, like the like the the players and the pitch, but especially when you go down to the touchline, you sit on David Moyes' seat. You're like you can see everything here. So, and they are making adjustments, and they're increasing the capacity of it. Um, it's going up. I can't remember what it's going up to, but they're just waiting on permissions for something or other. And uh, they showed us the acoustics, like how the works. So where we were sitting on the tour, like. Um, they made a shout like "Come on, your and So it's like "Come on, you ants!" and it like reverberates all the way back to you. And it was pretty cool. So especially with West Ham doing so well now, atmosphere is getting a bit better. There's bigger nights, there's European nights, there's more sort of how I would I work, prime time games. That atmosphere will definitely it shall no longer be the bowl with no soul. And um, I wish them all the best. So long. So don't finish above United. In the table, so the last one. What what time are we on? Let's see. We are on thirty three odd minutes. Um, not bad. This is this this is the most recent out of the lot, and this is literally from the other night. This is from Celtic versus Rangers. Um, you'll never walk alone, and the atmosphere throughout the whole night was unbelievable. Obviously, Parkhead was just rocking from start to finish. But this is from the very start, and I honestly thought whenever, you know, first started recording this episode, I'm not going to play the full thing, but I think I might as well just, just to give it the, ju- like, the justice it deserves, that's such a strong statement for a video, like, but the justice it deserves, um, this, uh, even this title calls it the greatest rendition of You'll Never walk, walk Alone, and that's an advert, yeah. go away, YouTuber shaft me here right, here we are, the greatest rendition of You'll Never Walk Alone. I don't know, I Goodness gracious I mean That was uh, Watching it live Was something I'm watching it back um, The way it's done Is just so Brilliant um, the, the the fanfare of the whole night um, You know Whenever Celtic get in the huddle And all the lights go off And the, the green shines down on them And then When they actually turn the music off And the, the crowd just sings the rest of it know itself um and there there'd been a flare display over by where the green brigade are and so there was this like fog almost sitting over the stadium and the lights and everything it was just brilliant and whatever whatever way the timings worked they were actually still singing it like the first 15 seconds into the match and you just you sort of just knew from that point on I mean not even the fact that it was rangers but the fact that it was anybody um no one was going to go into that stadium and beat Celtic on that night. I mean, the crowd were just up for it. The players were up for it. And it was just an unbe- unbelievable example of great atmosphere. And definitely, you know, Parkhead, head and shoulders above anywhere else, you know, in the U- in the UK and Ireland, obviously Ireland, because there isn't any real great atmosphere. and um, You know, in, in, in all of British football... That, that's the best atmosphere, and it's just hands-down fact, and that's it, that's the end of the list, um, I feel like, I, I don't know if, if, you know, if I've missed something out, please let me know, I feel like I've covered sort of all bases, um, I know most of it was football related, but, um, most teams, whatever else got got a mention, um, that deserve a mention, shall we say, um, I know there was no Manchester United specific ones in there, but I, I could have done like Ole out the way, or whatever, but she has gone and all now anyway. So, um, yeah. So that's it. Um, I have another podcast coming up. I have two podcasts coming up in the next week. Um, I've got, I'm doing a Super Bowl preview uh, sometime at the start of next week with a fella from me, Unique Charlie. Me and him is going to sit down and talk all things Bengals and Rams, and it's going to be great fun. And then towards the end of next week, I have, and I'm very excited about it, uh, Formula One journalist Chris Madland coming on. Now, I know I mentioned in the last podcast I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, but it seems like it's going to. It's looking very likely with we'll a time and a date set for it to happen. So barring anything unforeseen or anything unfortunate, uh, yeah, I should have him on the podcast, and I'm very, very excited about it. Very excited to have a conversation with him and talk about sports and Formula One and his career in general. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. Keep up to date on the socials, at the McLaugh Podcast. Keep an eye out for the other podcasts that are coming, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Good luck.